Welcome to Words of Life, Love, and Freedom. I'm your host, Paul McKibben. And I'm going to be sharing today about the King's Scepter. And so what I'm going to be sharing is in uh, is directly um, related to the story of Esther. Because that's the most prevalent story in my mind that... Uh, that kind of represents uh, the scepter, the king's scepter, and how important the king's scepter is. And so, what I'm going to be sharing about is directly from the story of Esther. And um, so, the king's scepter, you know, there's some things you got to keep in mind when you think about the king's scepter. For one, the king's scepter is a symbol of power and authority. The king usually always had his scepter with him when he would be judging or ruling and reigning in court or in the courts or in other matters. The king usually always had the scepter with him, the golden scepter with him. But... What I'm going to be sharing about today, about the King's Scepter, is in the story of Esther, it talks about how the king, when Esther was hesitant to go to the king, um, she was worried and stressing over the fact that it had been a while since she had seen the king, and... She didn't, she thought maybe she had fallen out of favor with the king. And she was, you know, she'd been told by Mordecai that she needed to intercede on behalf of her people because if she didn't, her and her household would perish and it didn't matter if she was in the royal family or not. So, um, she was hesitant at first to want to go before the king. Because if you go before the king when he's wherever he is in the, in the castle or in his kingdom, whether if he's in the inner courts or whatever, wherever part of the uh, castle or kingdom he is, um, you can't go, or back then you couldn't go just unannounced before the king. You had to go through a certain chain of command and be and the king had to be made aware that someone was coming or wanted to come to see him and then he would give the approval now if you went before the king unannounced um the king another thing about that about the king's scepter is that the king uh when he had the king's scepter in his hand uh, he had the power, basically, of life and death in his hand. Because when somebody came unannounced before the king, if he did not extend that golden scepter to them, the person was usually put to death. But on the other hand, if the person finds favor in the sight of the king, the king will extend the scepter to them and in a lot of cases, they would come up and touch it or put their hand on it or whatever. And uh, 
the king would allow them into his presence. So, anyways, I want to get into reading this before I start talking too much about the king's scepter. I want to read this piece of poetry. It's called The King's Scepter, and it was really inspired by the story of Esther. So this is the king's scepter. I praise you, almighty God, and I worship you this day. I just want to honor and serve you, and I love you is what I would like to say. You surely are a loving God, and you're worthy of all our praise. You're truly an awesome and magnificent God, and I will love and worship you, King of Kings, all of my days. O God, I give you all the adoration, and you have extended the king's scepter to me. You, dear Lord, have shown me that I am acceptable in your sight, that I am welcome in your presence. You allow me to walk into your presence in freedom because I'm free. O God, you extend to me the king's scepter and welcome me in. You fill me with your love, In your presence I am overcome with joy and peace. The anointing of your Spirit fills me to overflowing and washes me clean of all my sin. O God, you extend to me the King's scepter and you tell me to come. As I am filled with your love while I bask in your presence, You, O God, remind me that it's important for me to not forget the many lessons I've learned and my past that I'm from. O God, you extend the king's scepter to me. You extend to me grace. Dear Lord, I boldly come into your presence and I kneel before you because I want to seek your holy face. My king, you extend to me the king's scepter, and you welcome me with open arms. You watch over and protect me, and through your love you show me how much I mean to you, and that you don't wish to cause me any harm. O God, you extend to me the king's scepter, and you open the door and call me in to you. You, through your love, guidance, and protection, show me that if I trust you and lean on you, that you will get me through. Oh God, I can't thank you enough for extending the king's scepter to me. It is through your acceptance, love, and protection that I spread my wings and soar into the heavens and can walk boldly and can boldly walk into your presence because I'm free. Praise God. So this is the King's Scepter I just shared. And this is actually a a piece that I wrote back in August of 2022. And so... um, I want to get into some scripture real quick so I can start explaining a little bit of this. Uh, Esther chapter 4 verse 11 says, All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that any man or woman 
who goes into the inner court to the king who has not been called he has but one law put all to death except the one to whom the king holds out the golden scepter that he may live yet I myself have not been called to go into the king these 30 days now this was actually Esther talking and this was after Mordecai had told Esther that she needed to go to the king and plead for the lives of her people. And so she was talking about basically what I was saying not long ago about how anybody that goes unannounced before the king that they're to be put to death unless uh, the king holds out the golden scepter to them, which means that they have found favor in his sight then they may live. So Esther had said at the end of that verse, yet I myself had not been called to go into the king these 30 days. So so Esther was a little worried and maybe a little stressed out at this time. She was a little hesitant uh, to go before the king. And um, so... It didn't take long for her to get over uh, that hesitation. Um, Basically, uh, it got to a point where Esther had said, I'm going before the king, and if if I perish, I perish. If I die, I die, basically. But I'm going before the king to plead for the lives of my people. I'm going to do what the Lord wants me to do. Because she had gotten the word from Mordecai, what the Lord told him. And Mordecai related to her. And she heard the Lord clearly and what Mordecai had said. So Esther was being obedient. She was being obedient and she was going to go. And she basically came to grips with the fact that It's either I perish with all my people or I speak up and say something. And so she didn't want to perish. I know she didn't. And she didn't want her people to perish. So the only alternative was to speak up and go before the king. Um, I'm sure she was a little hesitant about just showing up. I'm sure she probably wishes she could have announced that she wanted to come. But apparently the king had been in some other part of the castle or the kingdom uh, for 30 some days or about 30 days. And she was beginning to wonder if she had fallen out of favor um, with the king. And that if she had fallen out of favor that she'd be put to death if she went before the king. But we move on to Esther chapter 5 verse 2. And it says, so it was when the king saw Queen Esther standing in the court that she found favor in his sight. And the king held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. Then Esther went near and touched the top of the scepter. So this is actually the scene in the story where Esther had come to grips with what she was needed to do. 
and she had went uh, before the king and she was standing in the court to where the king saw her but instead of um, the king not extending the scepter or not finding favor or not you know not and, and necessarily not finding favor in the king's sight it says that she found favor in his sight so the king held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand and Esther went near and touched the top of the scepter so like I said the scepter is an important symbol of power and authority especially for the king back in those days and it was also uh, symbolic of that he could have you put to death or he could let you live So he kind of had the power over life and death back then if you were going to live or die if you went before the king unannounced. And so um, it's kind of like when you go before the king try to imagine this folks there's some of us that are maybe afraid of God and we think oh well how could we go before God. He is such a holy and righteous God, and he he probably doesn't hear me, but if he does, why would he pay me any attention? He is holy and righteous, and I'm this sinful, wretched person that always makes mistakes. How could I ever be good enough to please God? Well, let me let me uh kind of put a little bit of a New Testament twist on this. Because of what Jesus did on the cross. Because of our Father, our Heavenly Father, allowing Jesus to to be put to the cross, He sacrificed His own Son for our sins, because of our sins, for us, for us to have salvation. And so through that forgiveness that He extends to us, try to imagine that in an Old Testament picture, that is a symbol of our King extending to us this the golden scepter saying son don't be afraid to come in my presence i want you to live or daughter don't be afraid to come into my presence i want you to live um son or daughter uh you are acceptable in my sight you can come into my presence so The scepter was a powerful symbol back in those days, and it still is even today. But when we look at when we look at it in perspective, you know, God is always wanting to extend the scepter to us, and He does extend the scepter to us. God extends the scepter to us because He wants us to know that we are welcome in His presence. He will allow us to come into His inner courts where He is. And I'm talking about our our Heavenly King, our Heavenly Father. He will allow us to come into His inner courts, His heavenly courts, where He is in His presence. So He is more than willing to extend that golden scepter to us if we've accepted Him as our Lord and Savior and have received eternal life and salvation. So, 
So then there was another instance in Esther 8, 4. It says, And the king held out the golden scepter toward Esther, and this was the second time he did. So Esther arose and stood before the king. So that was the second time that the king held out the golden scepter toward Esther. And so that should say something. It's not only that that God gives you one chance. He gives you chance after chance after chance to live in him, to live with him in freedom, in Christ, in the spirit, and live in power and authority in his spirit, through his blood. Because when we are saved and we're believers and we are covered by the blood of Jesus, he will allow us to flow and operate in the spirit through his Holy Spirit. And his Holy Spirit will give us the power and authority we need because that's how he allows us to minister is by his blood and through his spirit. He will allow us to minister to who needs ministering, to share the gospel, to rebuke evil spirits or demons or whatever you want to call them. And there, there's a lot of power in, uh, in, in the power and authority that God gives us. Because the power and authority that God Almighty gives us comes because of His Son's shed blood on the cross for our sins. And when we accept that as our own, when we accept that and accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior and the Holy Spirit has come and dwelled in us, then we have power and authority that we didn't have before when we weren't saved. We have the power and authority over demons. We have power and authority over uh, things in this life. We have power and authority. There's power, life and death in the power of the tongue and the things we say. So we can speak things of life. We can speak things like God's power and authority into certain situations when there's certain situations going on. And we start speaking God's word of the promises he's made us, the declarations and the decrees that he gives us to speak out. And so he will allow us to flow and operate in that power and authority that he has anointed us with because of his Holy Spirit that dwells in us, the Spirit of Christ. So the Spirit of Christ makes makes all the difference in the world and it's really an awesome thing to have in your life to know that you've got the spirit of the living God dwelling and living inside of you that is such an awesome thing because there's a lot of things that I was weak to that I was um struggling with and a lot of things that I had I did not have the the know-how or the ability or the the authority to deal with until I got saved got filled with the Holy Spirit and was moving flowing and operating in the in the spirit the way the Lord had called me to so when we are saved 
and filled with the Spirit, the Lord will endue us with power from on high. And He will endue us with power from on high to be able to break bondages, to break addictions, to break hindrances, to rebuke evil spirits and do all sorts of things that that unsaved people cannot do. Unsaved people, people that do not have the Holy Spirit living in them, that are not saved, that are not believers in Christ, cannot do these kinds of things because they do not have the power of God living in them. So the power and authority of God that dwells in us, that lives in us by the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells in us, makes all that possible. The power of the Holy Spirit will help bring forth the gifts of the Spirit, will help bring forth the fruit of the Spirit. And there is so many benefits to the to the Holy Spirit bringing forth the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. Because the fruit of the Spirit in our lives is talked about in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. Those fruit of the Spirit that's talked about is so vital to our walk in Jesus Christ. Our walk in Jesus Christ can be greatly enhanced or greatly hindered if we do or we don't have the fruit of the Spirit evident in our life. If we have the fruit of the Spirit evident in our life, our life will be greatly enhanced in the Spirit in our walk with Jesus Christ. But if we don't have the evidence of the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, then our life is going to be hindered severely. And so, just uh, if you get the chance, uh, look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. It'll tell you the fruit of the Spirit. There's like, uh, I think, seven or nine of them. I can't remember right offhand how many of them there are, but... Uh, it's like love, patience, kindness, goodness, uh, long-suffering. Um, uh, gosh, I wish I, I can't remember all of them right now, right offhand. But anyways, just uh, I don't have that scripture handy, so y'all have to forgive me for that. But it is in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. So if y'all get a chance... Look it up at some great scriptures in there about the fruit of the Spirit. So praise God. Um, if anybody out there is listening to this and and you if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then just repeat after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father. I know and admit that I'm a sinner. I confess I'm a sinner. And right now I repent of my sins, Lord God, and I want to turn to you. I admit and know that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. And he raised the third day. He arose the third day. And Lord, please come in and save me now. Allow your Holy Spirit to dwell in me. Thank you for saving me, Lord God, and help me to continue pursuing the Holy Spirit, to be led by your Spirit, 
and wash all my sins away, Lord God. Wipe my slate clean in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If you said that prayer right now, you have just become in the family of God. You have just become a member of the family of God. So I wasn't prepared about trying to speak that much on Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. I knew that was the reference for the fruit of the Spirit, but y'all have to forgive me. I didn't have the verse handy, and I couldn't remember what all the fruit of the Spirit was, but I know it's like nine of them, I think. And um, so just look it up. That ought to give you some incentive to look it up and, and see what it says. So praise God, know that Jesus loves you, know that God loves you, and I do too. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Shalom, peace. Amen. Y'all have a wonderful day. God bless you. And I will be back on the air again sometime soon. God bless you. Bye-bye.